Well, let's open our Bibles today. Let's uh, hook our faith together. Let's open to Hebrews 10, around verse 23. Let's hook our faith together. Father, we just pray over this service today, Lord, that your word would go forth in power, Lord, that it would be anointed and, re- and re- your word would be revealed to our hearts, Lord, that it would, it would help us, that it would encourage us, it would exhort us, it would grow us up to a different level in you, that we would hear it and receive it as the goodness of God in our hearts, and that we would walk out of here never to be the same again, because we heard the good word. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Well, I was uh, looking at uh, faithful, obviously, this week. And, uh, you know, we serve a faithful God. And, you know, every Christian, you could ask them, they'd say, is God faithful? And they'd say, yeah. But they, they don't believe He's good and faithful. Right? Because <laughs> they might believe He'll hurt you. Who wants a faithful person who hurts you? He, he, he'll be faithful to take stuff away from you if you don't do it right. He'll be faithful to make you sick. If you if you get out of his will, he'll be no. We serve a good and faithful God. That's why it's okay to believe in his faithfulness. We want him to be faithful. He's unchanging. It says in Malachi, he says, "I'm the Lord and I change not." He doesn't need to change, and it's not just because he's right. It's because he's love. Do you want him to change from being gracious and kind and not judging? Because he don't judge you. He could and he don't. There's your good English for the day. Part of it. You'll get a lot more as it goes on. (laughs) Right? He could. He could judge. And He chooses not to. He chooses to judge us in love. He he chooses... You know, it's like... he, He didn't change when He repented at Nineveh. He was already gracious and kind. All He had to do was take another part of Him and go to work. Right? He wanted that all along, right? He wouldn't have told Jonah to go there and tell him if he wouldn't have wanted him to repent. He'd have just wiped him off. Right? But he's a good God, and he was looking for repentance. He's looking for a reason to do good, never a reason the other direction. Because the opposite of not getting what he wants is getting the other. Right? Which he doesn't want. He's a good God. He's not an evil God. And he's doing good things. And he's faithful to do good things. These people say, well, I wonder why this ain't happening and that ain't happening. Well, you probably just answered your own question. You asked the question. (laughs) If you ask why, then you obviously don't believe he is. (laughs) Right? Right? So too many people believe in God from their experience. And, And they're not experiencing God. They're experiencing. And what they need to do is believe and experience God instead of experience and then believe their experience. We want to believe first that He's good and then experience His goodness. Because He is faithful. Read that verse. I'm sorry, I put it up there and didn't read it. It says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. How can you do that? Believe in a faithful God. Right? The only reason you would waver is if you lose faith in His faithfulness. Right? He's getting you through, not your faith. Right? <laughs> right? You're not, you're not, it's not how great your faith is without wavering. It's Him who is faithful. Why do they say? Say, hold fast to your profession of faith without wavering. Why? 
because he that he that I can't read for he is faithful that promised. Why why can you hold fast to your faith? Because your faith is in the faithful. Amen. It's not in your faith. It does. Jesus didn't say in Mark 11, "Have faith in your faith." He said, "Have faith in God." Why? Because for He is faithful that promised. So we can have faith in this God, in our God, because He's good and He is faithful, and every part of Him is faithful. There is no unfailing. There is no failing part of God, because God is love. He is love. And how, how many know what the main quality of love is? Unfailing. It never fails. If you believe and your faith is in this love, you are unfailing. Amen? If I put my faith in God, who is love, then I cannot fail. Right? He's unfailing. That makes Him very faithful. What's the most, yeah, right? It's very faithful. Right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to, okay, you know, I was telling this in the first service. We were watching TV the other day and we were watching the thing about Old Faithful, the geyser, right? And every 90 minutes, Old Faithful geysers or whatever that is, explodes, <laughs> right? Why do they call them a geyser? They must geyser, right? So they geysers. Every 90 minutes. And guess what? It's faithful to do that. That's why it's called faithful. Nobody would go see it, even if you called it old faithful, if it wasn't faithful. Right? You go out there and say, this used to be faithful. We're, we're counting on this being faithful. Someday, every 90 minutes, it's going to guise or spew, whatever it does. Right? That You wouldn't go, it's not faithful. The reason it's faithful is because it always works. Every time, every 90 minutes, it does what it does. God is faithful because He always does what He does. We don't just believe He's faithful because He says He's faithful. We believe He's faithful because He always is faithful. He always is doing good things. His goodness is always going forth over the earth. His love is always changing lives. The blood of Jesus works forever. Amen? There's nothing about Him. He, his, his faithfulness isn't just being faithful. It's doing. God is a doer of who He is. Amen? It's like if you had a car in your driveway, you don't just walk out there and say, that car is always there. What a good car. No, it doesn't work. But it is always in the driveway. It is the greatest car it's not faithful. It doesn't do anything. It can't get you anywhere. A faithful car is the one that is always in the driveway. And when you turn the key, it starts up. And when you put it in reverse, you get out of your driveway. And then you put it in drive and it goes somewhere. And it doesn't break down. It doesn't quit. It never fails. That is why you call it, that's a faithful car. And see, we serve a faithful God anytime. He's not just there. He's there and ready to do what you need. He has everything that you need to get to where you're going. Amen? He'll get you out of your mess that you made. Right? He'll take you to another level that you've never been. Why? Because He's faithful. And everything about Him is faithful. Amen? Right? 
Well, He's faithful to forgive us. If you mess up, what's it say? It's, see, that's why condemnation makes no sense. Because God is faithful to forgive. It doesn't, what, what if it just said, it said if, you, if you sin, confess your sins, and God may forgive you. you. You wouldn't even confess them all the time. Why? But it says what we need to get a hold of is the fact that He's faithful to forgive. He's not just going to forgive. If you repent, He is faithful to forgive. To forgive, you are forgiven no matter what your head says at that point. Because your head's not faithful. How many know your flesh is totally unreliable? It will turn its back on you in a second. You mess up and your flesh will beat you up. Your own flesh will beat you up. It'll tell you you shouldn't have done that. People say, that's the enemy. No, it's not the enemy, it's your flesh. The enemy is only one little devil and he's defeated. He's a a little bitty toothless, clawless thing. And he goes... (laughs) 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 He doesn't even have a voice anymore. He's done all the talking he can do. (laughs) So we got to watch ourselves. Amen? It's not about... It's not about... The devil made me do this. Your head and your flesh, you need to tell it to shut up. You know, when it says, I need this, you say, no, you don't. This is the way I am. No, I ain't. I get the flu every year. It's come February. It's just the way it is with me. No, it isn't. (laughs) Tell your flesh, no. I don't know why it would like the flu. Isn't it amazing people will confess things they don't like over themselves? Faithful people that serve a faithful God, they, they tell their flesh to shut up. Amen? They don't blame everything on the enemy. Right? There is an enemy. Don't get, don't get me wrong. It says there is. He walks around as a roaring lion, just like I was walking around. Right? And he probably even has... He's like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Right? You guys have all seen Come on. You've seen The Wizard of Oz whether you like it or not. And at the end, what's he do? He's, his big old head's up there. And, You'll do what I say or whatever. I don't know what it's doing. And they pull the curtain. It's a little bitty guy doing like this. That's what the devil's doing. He's smoke and mirrors. He's got nothing. God is faithful and real. Amen? And He doesn't fail us. That's why we can trust and hold fast to God because He will not fail us. You want to hear some of His qualities? Let's, let's just look at some of His qualities. He gives mercy. How long does it last? That sounds faithful to me, doesn't it? Mercy that lasts forever. In other words, you can't sin enough or do bad enough where one day He says, I ran out. Whew. You took the mercy scale all the way down. You are bad. You know why? Not only does it never run out, glory to God, it continuously fills itself up. Why? There's new mercy. We read it, we sang it today. There's new mercy every day for me, for you. Aren't you thankful that there's new mercy every day? Because I've got to be honest with you, I need it a lot. 
Right? What the one minister said, I need a new mercy every day because I used it up the day before. I have a feeling we use a, we use up a lot of mercy every day. You don't even know when you're using mercy. What God's give, it says it's because of His mercy that you're not even consumed. He's, it, there's people that don't even believe in God that are, that are benefiting from His mercy right now. People all over the world that are getting ready to take a breath, and that's the mercy of God. Without His mercy, this world would just explode. It wouldn't be. It would cease to be. Amen? His mercy endures forever. What kind of grace does He got? He's got grace that goes further than any sin. It doesn't matter how far the sin goes, His grace reaches further. Where sin does abound, His grace does abound all the more. In other words, there's no end to it. There's no end to His grace. Glory to God. I'm sure glad there's no end to His grace. I count on it every day when I wake up. No end. That's, that's, that sounds faithful to me. Amen? What kind of joy does He have? Everlasting. Isaiah 61 says He has everlasting joy. In other words, you don't go to God one day and He doesn't have joy. Right? You know, you got a lot of people believe that. I believe God's like, Ugh. and when He's mad at you, He's mad. You know, when my mom was mad at me, you, could, you had to ask her. Because she was so full of joy, she couldn't even be mad. She was bad at being mad. <laughs> because she was full of the joy of the Lord. You know, she was faithful. When we had something going on in our family, she still is faithful. She's just faithful in heaven now. When we had something going on in our family, we called mom. Why? Because you were going to get a faithful answer. You weren't going to get, oh, poor baby, you don't feel good today? Oh, that's too bad. Come over and let Mama hug you. No! No! She wasn't mean about it, but she said, oh, you don't feel good? Well, there's good news. 1 Peter 2.24 is more true than how you feel. Yeah, and she'd say, she'd say, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna let not die and live and declare the works of the Lord. She said, you are going to be whole and healed all the days of your life, and you will do everything you're called to do. And if you'll just get up and go to work, you'll be fine. You know how many days of school I missed in my, that, because I was sick in high school? None. She was faithful to the Word of God. And she was, and it wasn't mean. She didn't say, oh, shut up. The Word's true. Now get a hold of it. Get out there, you big baby. <laughs> Patience and kindness. you got to have both of those. Love is a full, you know, you got to have, you can't take part of love and use it because it'll look pretty bad. Amen. You, you want to use patience and kindness and all the qualities of love with it. You know, she did it. She, she, she would have you talking right, and you didn't even know it. She would. She, she was faithful. She was some. That's why we called her. We didn't want to be that way. But how many know when you're when you don't feel good, you don't like people talking to you about feeling good. Right? You know, which, I don't feel good. Would you just leave me alone and let me not feel good? And she'd say, No. I'm sorry. I won't. <laughs> Thank God she didn't. Thank God. She was faithful because she believed in a faithful God. 
She believed His Word always works. She still believes it. Actually, she knows it better than any of us now. Amen? And she was always full of joy. You know, you can tell when people, faith is slipping, when their brother Moore teached, teached, there's a good word, teached, taught on it Friday night, right? Joy? You can tell when people are going down when their joy level's going down. Right? Somebody walks up to you like this, you know, you know you either need to get them back up or they're losing. Right? That's the death walk, guys. That's a, this, this is the death walk. Gloom, despair, agony on me. <laughs> you know, that's, and this is, I mean, and they're down. And you know what they need? A faithful brother. They don't need somebody that's going to spit the Word of God in their face. They need somebody that's going to love the Word of God into their heart. However, that love's got to come. Right? Right? Did you ever put the medicine in the sugar to get it? Right? Mary Poppins, spoonful of sugar. Yeah, yeah. Right. You get it in them. You get it in them however you can get it in them. Because yelling it at somebody ain't going to get it in them a lot of times. Joy is important. His hope never makes a shame. Hoping in God, you will never fail. If you have true hope in the Father, whatever you hope for is coming to pass. Amen? If your hope is based in Him and and His Word. Because He that's promised is faithful. Amen? And when, we, when our hope is based on Him, it says it will never make you ashamed. In other words, it will never leave you out where people say, oh, why didn't that work? Because it will work. His hope never fails. Why? Because it's, it's produced from His love. Every, every quality of God is produced out of His love. And if it's produced from an unfailing source, guess what it is? Unfailing. You know why you're unfailing? Because you are now the offspring of an unfailing God. You no longer have fail in your vocabulary. It's no longer part of your spiritual or natural makeup. You are victorious. You, you triumph at all times. There is never a day where you walk out the door a winner and come back a loser. You walk out a winner. You come back a winner. You go to bed a winner. You wake up a winner. You go back out the door and you win more. It's not part of our spiritual makeup. We are now an unfailing child of an unfailing God. Glory to God. That's a good way to be. Amen. You know what kind of truth He has? It endures to all generations. His truth never is not true. We talked about the counsel of the ungodly today. The counsel of God is truth. What He says about you is true. You know what He says about you? He says you're saved. You're washed in the blood. That you're a child of the Most High God. That you're healed. That you're prosperous. That you have peace like a river. And that you have joy unspeakable. He says you're His. He says you have love in you. He says you'll love out of you. And that you're healed. That you're whole. That your mind is, is always right. This is what God says about you. And you know what? It's truth. And it doesn't matter what your body feels or your head believes. You say, well, if it believes it's true, it's true. No! It never is more true than God's Word. Ever. This is truth. Everything else is subject to change because of this truth. Amen? 
We do not have to, and, and it endures always. It not only is truth today, guess what it'll be tomorrow? Truth. In a thousand years from now, it'll be truth. You know what? The world will pass away, and that word will still be truth. Amen? That's how certain your success is. That's how certain your success is. I don't care where you're at today. I don't care if you feel like you're at the lowest point you've ever been in your whole life. Your success is more certain today than it ever has been. Why? Because His Word's still true. God's still on the throne. And He always will be. Amen? Amen. It says He saves us with an everlasting salvation. How certain is your salvation? Oh, I'm afraid I lost my salvation. You didn't lose your salvation. God's been holding on to it forever for you. Since the day the day you were thought of, which was before the foundations of the earth, you were thought of saved. You don't lose your salvation. It's everlasting. And not, that's, not only is that good, because when you're saved and your salvation is everlasting, so it means it works all, every day. Salvation means what? Healing, prosperity, joy, peace. Salvation has every good word of God. It is the goodness of God in you. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. And He saves us with an everlasting salvation. You know what kind of kindness He has? We talked about it last week. Everlasting kindness. In other words, there's not going to be a day where He's not going to... You know, He's not like... You don't just look at Him and say, He's so kind... The reason He's kind is because He uses it. Kindness without use is not kindness. (laughs) How many know you have to use the things of God for them to be the things of God? You just can't say, I got the love of God in me. Boy, I got the love of God in me. Look at me. See the love of God in me? And I am kind. Get out of my way. Here I come. I'm love and kind. You ain't either one. Because you ain't used them. You can hang a baseball bat over your mantle and never play with it and that may make it not a baseball bat because it ain't never been used to play baseball with. The things of God are to be through us, not just in us. That's why it says His kindness is everlasting because He is always being kind to you and me. People say, well, I don't feel like he was very kind yesterday. He was more kind than you know. The day you don't feel his kindness, is that, that's when he's being the kindest. The day you don't think you hear his voice, that's when he's talking the loudest. Lord, I can't hear you. Lord, I can't hear you. You know what he's saying while he's saying that? Shut up and you could. I was talking to Kim on the phone the other day and we were talking over each other. And she said, would you shut up so you can hear what I'm saying? She said it just like that too. I'm still upset. I'm a little bit... Yeah, I was a little offended and barely could preach today. God's talking the loudest when we're refusing to listen many times. Amen? He's kind. He's good. And it's everlasting. That's what makes Him faithful. It's the goodness of God's and the consistency of that goodness. And the consistency of that kindness, the consistency of that love is why He's faithful. It never fails. Amen? Why? Because He's always using it. 
He's always using it. That's why he said, my mercies are new every day. I'm going to have to use new mercy for you every day. Just count on it. You're going to need new mercy every day. You say, I don't. I've been good all day. You need new mercy every day. And great is his faithfulness to give it to you. Amen? It says he gives us an everlasting name. You know what your name will be tomorrow? It'll be chi- the end of it will be child of God. Yeah, son, daughter of the Most High God. And it, it'll be that way forever. That will never fail. Say, well, but I don't feel like that today. It doesn't matter. People say, well, but you don't know I sinned. You did not break relationship. You broke fellowship. <laughs> you know what? It doesn't matter how bad I was. My last name was always Vaughn. Right? Now, I'm sure there were days where my mom and dad said, can we change his last name? <laughs> could we just, is there some, could we give him away? <laughs> but you know what? No matter how much I broke fellowship, I never broke relationship. You can't break relationship. You can't get out of the family. It takes an act of a court to do that. People, people say, well, I know people that, it, well, then I feel bad for those people that actually, as, as an act of their will, opted out. But that's not very common. People say, well, I send my way out. You can't send your way out of the kingdom. Right? You might reject. You'd have to reject. I don't even know. We're not getting into that. If you're really saved and you tasted the goodness of God, you ain't looking for a way out. You're looking for a way to get in deeper. You're burrowing under. You're going around. You're looking for a way in, not out. Amen? Amen? I don't, there's word that says people could opt their way out, but that, that, I think that would take a bigger heart change, and that's not in this message. How about that? He is everlasting light. Everlasting light. In other words, there's never going to be a day where He can't guide you where you're supposed to go, how you're supposed to get there, and exactly around anything that might get in your way. He is an everlasting light. And it, it wasn't put there to shine on you all your bad parts. Oh, I need God to shine His light and show up all my warts. I don't want to see my warts. I want to see how to get rid of my warts. I don't have... Does anybody have to tell you where you're missing it? No. you got the Holy Ghost. The minute you miss it, you know it. You don't need God's light to shine on that to show it to you. He's already shined His light and told you you need Him. You need Jesus. And he said, you need me because I can guide you through this. I'll get you around this. I'll get you over it. It says you'll walk through the fire and you won't even be burned. You'll go through the flood and it won't overtake you. Why? Because he will guide you. He'll take you through. Everlasting, never grows dim, never have to have a new bulb. No. No, it doesn't. You don't have to say, oh, that's getting a little dim here in heaven. No. No. His light is in it. He's faithful. He is faithful. And He gives everlasting life. An abundant life. Everything He gives, everything He is, is faithful. That The word everlasting, the word eternal, the word endures forever, those are God words. Because He is unfailing. And when we believe in this unfailing source, our faith is based in something that cannot fail. Amen? So how many people know when you say, I'm in faith, now you, don't, you, you, you know what you're in faith in? 
You know, people say, are you, are you healed? You say, yeah, I'm in faith. And then you don't say, I'm in faith that I'm healed. You're in faith in the God that heals you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen? Amen? You're in faith in the God that heals you. Because yeah. He said, I am the God that healeth you. That's why. And He's never failed to do that. Did you notice? It's, it says, His compassions fail not. What did Jesus move in? Compassion. And He failed not. He only failed one place, and that's where they wouldn't receive the compassion. When He walked out and He said, all of them got healed. Why? Because His compassions fail not. It doesn't just mean they'll go to work. It means when they get there, they work. Right? When, when Jesus was moved with compassion, it said everyone, all, got healed. Not part, all. When we rely and have faith in the unfailing God that we serve, the faithful God, then we have no chance of losing. Amen? Amen? Amen. No chance. Because our faith is based in Him not in just what you know about Him, in who He is. Amen? It's who He is. He's an unfailing God. His, 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 his covenant of love goes to a thousand generations of those who love Him. Look at Lamentations 3. That's where, we, that's where we sung about this morning. Lamentations 3, verse 21. It says, Therefore I recall my mind. This, this I recall to my mind. What's he saying? He's saying, you know what? This is what I want to think about. Why? Because I want to have hope. Any other thought is hopelessness. If you think any other way than the way he's getting ready to think, it's hopelessness. How's he going to think? Verse 22. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, and his compassion fails not. That's where our hope is, guys. Your hope has got to be in, in the goodness of God. It, you cannot have hope in a God that you believe hurt you or did not act on your behalf. Or did, if, you, if you have been hurt by God, it's going to be hard for Him to get you unhurt. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that. If you believe God is who hurt you, how is He going to fix you? Because He's not a God who hurts you. He's a God that loves you. He's a God that because of His great mercies, you're not consumed every day. And His compassion for you never fails. And that's what He's saying. He's saying, I have hope because I believe this. I have hope because I'm not believing in my goodness, my works, what I've done, anything else. I'm believing in His goodness, who He is, who He is to me and who I am to Him. And who am I to Him? I'm His child. I'm His beloved. You're the beloved of God. God looks at you, He says, that's my beloved. Oh, oh, God starts talking good about you. You almost want to get proud. Don't get proud though. But man, when God starts talking good about you, that's my kid. He's going to make it. I've put everything in Him to make it. I've given Him my goodness I've loved him with an unfailing love, and my mercy and compassion will never fail over him. You know, he said that over David. He said, I'll never take my mercy away from him. I'm of that seed. I guess I'll, I'll have mercy forever, won't I? Glory to God. Verse 23, 
They are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. Great is His faithfulness. What are we talking about? His faithfulness. What's your faith need to be in? In His unfailing love. In His everlasting life. In His everlasting name. In His everlasting covenant. In His everlasting kindness. In His mercy that endures. That's what our faith is in. Not in my knowledge of the Word. No matter how much I know about the Word, there's way so much more I don't know. I don't want my faith, oh, but I know this Scripture, this Scripture, and these, I can quote the whole psalm of this. I, I can't. I don't want to count on me. I did that, and I made a big old C average in school. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because that's what I counted on me. <laughs> Actually, I didn't care. I'm just being honest. I didn't. Don't do that, kids. <laughs> when we count on us, we'll get average or less. We will get average or less. Because you're, you're in your flesh or a quitter. But with God in you, you are so much more. That's why you're more than a conqueror. Because not only will you conquer, you'll never quit. You'll keep going. You'll win this and you'll go on. And you'll win this and you'll go on. And you'll win this and you'll go on. You're more than a conqueror through Him who loved you. Why? Because Him who loved you is unfailing. And this unfailing love takes you to a level you could never achieve on your own because He is faithful. And when we remain in faith or faithful to Him, we never lose. Amen? Amen. Never losing is good. Amen? It says the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. It says that in Psalm 100. Amen? How many believe He's faithful? And we're children of a faithful God. So what would He say to us? He said, take my faithfulness. I've put in you everlasting kindness. Go out and be everlastingly kind. I've put in you everlasting salvation. Go out and preach it. Go out and live it. Go out and be it. Take what, I've, what I am and what I've put in you and go out and do. Amen? Amen? That's what God would say. Why? Because we should be faithful. Our Father is faithful. So therefore, we are faithful. We're of the household of faithfulness. Amen? We come from a long line of faithful. People say, you know, you mess up a lot. No, I'm from a long line of unmesser-uppers. <laughs> yeah, that's a word today, unmesser-upper. <laughs> if somebody asks you if you are, don't be too proud to say it either. I'm an unmesser-upper, and I come from a long line of unmesser-uppers. And I'm going to unmess up today. I don't like all them weird words. (laughs) God's good. Love me if you don't like me. Like me too, please. God wants us to be faithful. And He's given us the tools to be faithful with. And He's given us ability. Through Jesus Christ, we have ability. And we have His grace, which endures, which is goes further than we could ever ask and gives us more ability than we could ever know. Amen? And so we want to be faithful. He is faithful, therefore we want to be faithful. You know, like he says, 
You want to know who gets mercy? You know, because it says in the Bible, it says, I'll show mercy who on whom I want to show mercy. Uh-huh. And you know who he wants to show mercy to? Everyone. So I like his statement. I'm all for it. I like the fact that God never changes because he's good. You know, now if he was bad, I would hope for change. Right? But he's not. He's good. So I don't want him to change. And you know who he's merciful to? The merciful. What's he saying? You're my kid. Be like me. And you'll get what I have. Amen? And he, and he puts these things in us. And he says, I want you to be faithful. And he puts everything in us to be faithful with. Amen? Look at uh, Matthew 25. Let's look at the parable of faithful. Matthew 25. Verse 14. says, the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants. Why did he call his own servants? Same reason God called you. You know him. And he knows you. It's not just that you know him. It's that he knows you. Amen. He knows what he's put in every one of us. In other words, he's calling his own. Right? People say, I don't think he'll call me. Yes, he will call you because he knows what's in you. He knows what He put in you, and He will call you. And it says He called His own servants. A lot of people just think they put that in there for no reason. He didn't call someone else's servants. He didn't know them. He knew these. And He called His own servants, and He delivered unto them His goods. What did God give you? He gave you His goods. Notice they weren't called bads. He didn't give you any bads, because He don't have any bads. He has goods. Amen? And we got His goods. What are the goods of God? Love, peace, joy, gentleness, kindness. The goods of God are... mm, You can't even say it. You have to start talking in tongues. He's just that good. And He's delivered those goods unto you and me. And how does He deliver them? It says, He delivered to Him His goods... And unto one he gave five, another two, and to another one, every man how? According to his several ability. So he delivers the goods to you according to your ability. What's he saying? You have ability. Yeah, that's right. People say, well, yeah, but i got small ability. It don't matter what your ability you think it is. It's, he's going to deliver you goods according to your ability. What's your ability? It's what he's put in you, not what you think you have. You, know, you get too many people that think, well, I can't, I can't, I won't, I, I can't, can't. No, don't ask me, I can't. If God says you can, guess what? You can. Why? He gave you the ability. Telling him you can't is like Moses telling him you can't speak. He said, who made the mouth? That's what God said to him. He said, who made the mouth? He said, I made it, and if I want it talking, it'll talk. Amen? Don't We don't go around telling God what our ability is. He tells us what our ability is. Because we're His children. He knows more what's in you than you even ever dreamed of. Amen? And He gives to us according to that ability. What's He give to you? Everything that others need. He says, you say, well, I need lots of stuff. He's giving you what other people need. <laughs> He's filling up your cupboards to help other people. Everlasting love is great if you use it. If you don't use it, it's just in you. Amen? Yep, amen. 
boy, when you take it out and use it, glory to God, it'll do some stuff. Amen? So he gave to them each according to his ability and they went away. The one that received five talents immediately went out, traded the same, and made another five talents. What did he do? He took the ability in him and used it. He took faithfulness and added it to ability. Faithfulness is using what God gave you. You want to be a faithful Christian? Use what God gave you. Don't come to church every Sunday. Use what God gave you. <laughs> no, I'm not telling you not to come to church. <laughs> I can see all these people going, hmm, football season's starting too. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking with you right now. Okay, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Use what God put in you. That's faithfulness. Amen? Because you're going to come up against somebody who needs what God put in you. And when you use it, you now take one talent and make another. You now take five talents and make another. You now increase the goodness of God through you. Amen? He didn't increase His goods. He increased God's goods. Right? He didn't increase His bads. He increased His goods. Right? He don't got no bads. He took five and he gained five. The other one took two, gained two. What did he do? He took the ability and he gained two. Why? Because he was given ability. And then he became faithful with that ability. Lots of people have got ability. They're sitting around. You've got to add faithfulness to that ability. Amen? You've got to be faithful. Right? Boy, it got quiet. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna. I, was, I could say, no, he isn't going to ask you to do anything. Yes, he's going to. Everybody has a part. Amen? Every person. And we're not going to be like this last guy. He took his one, and he went, and he buried it. <laughs> Hide it under a bush. Oh, no. No. He buried it. Why? Because he didn't know who he was. And he didn't know who the master was. He buried it. Right? These, <laughs> you guys still with me? <laughs> well, let's keep going. He buried. He took. He he had the ability. People say, well, but you know, you can understand that because he only had one ability. No, he had the same ability as all of them. He had a hundred percent of what God gave him. The ability was no different. The, ability, the, the God-given ability was 100% of what he needed right then. What he could do, everything that he could do was in him. And he had every ability to do exactly what the others did with what he was given. we got too many people say, well, but I'm just this, I'm just that. You're just a part of the family of God. You're a child of the Most High, and your part is important. And it's important to do more than sit in a seat. Amen? Sometimes, you know, I sound so, your part may be, God may say, here's what I want you to do for the next month. You walk down this lane every day, there's a guy sitting on the bench, and I want you to walk by him and smile every day. And that's your part. And you walk by. And not one of those church smiles either. Now, church you've seen church smiles, they start smiling when they come in the door, and they quit smiling when they leave it. That's a church smile. You only had it for church. I'm talking about a heart smile. Not church smile, they go. 
Oh, there's somebody that didn't see me smile. Oh, no. I'm talking about the real smile, the one that comes from the heart, from the love of God, that says, God told me to pass by here and love you by doing this. So I'm doing it every day, and it's important. Pass back by. Uh huh. I don't care. And one day he says, Why do you smile at me every day? He says, Because God loves you. He told me to smile at you every day. How much would that minister to somebody? The Most High God sent somebody by you every day just to smile. Do you know He'll do that? He will do that. He'll spend a million dollars to get one person saved because the money has no value, the life does. He's good. Glory to God. Can we be faithful to that one? And you're important. You need to be faithful with the ability given to you. What are you being faithful to? The Lord that gave it to you. Amen? The Lord gave it. Glory to God. And so the one, he digged in the earth and he buried it. And after a long time, the Lord came home. Hmm. And he said... He got to the one that had five, and he said, So you received five talents? He said, um, Where am I at? Verse 20. And so he that had five talents came and brought the other five talents, and he said, Lord, you gave me five talents, and behold, I've gained more. Five more. And what's the Lord say? What's he say? Verse 20, 22. Next verse. Man, I froze the screen. Oh, no, I guess we got to go through 20 And he also that received two talents came and said, Lord, you gave me two talents. Behold, I gained another two. Verse 23. And the Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Why? He took the goods and he added the faithful to it and he went out and did something. Amen? He took the goods and he added faithful and he, and he made a difference. When we take the goodness of God that's been shed abroad in us, the love, the joy, the peace, you may walk into a place and all they are is sad, sad, sad. But when you walk in, you take joy and you take peace. What are you doing? You're using your ability and you're being faithful with it. If you're faithful, it's not, you don't have to work it up. You already have it with you. See, that's what we talked about God being kind. He doesn't have to, to say, oh, I so I got to change hats. I got to get my kind hat on. No, he doesn't have to change hats. He's kind. We bring with us everything we need to be in the situations we're in. We have been given it according to our ability. Amen. And then he says, "Well done, good and faithful." Now you're just like your father. You're good and you're faithful. Is that like God? Those are two words that would describe God from here to eternity. Good and faithful. And now you're described with Him as good and faithful. He said, you've been, a, you, uh, you've been a faithful over a few things. Now what's He going to do? Increase you. Faithfulness increases your ability in God. Faithfulness is what takes you to the next level. When you become faithful with what you have, He increases you. He doesn't give you more because of it. He gives you more with it. 
People say, you mean if I'm faithful? Yes, if you're faithful, He'll increase you. Right? But you can't say, well, I'm going to be faithful so I can increase. You have to be faithful. Right? Your motives have to be pure. Right? A lot of people, they just want to increase. Why? Well, if I increase, people think more of me. I'll have more stuff. I can have a nicer car, big house. Whoop-de-doo. What if you increased in love and people got saved? What if you increased in joy and people got unsad? What if you increased in peace and changed a whole atmosphere to where people could receive the gospel of Jesus Christ? Amen? That's what God wants. He's increasing our ability to, to be like Him, to have more of who He is. In other words, you loved a little and were faithful with that love. Now I'm going to shed more love. More love. I'm going to, enable, I'm going to give you more ability to use more love. Glory to God. I'm going to, I'm going to give you more opportunities to be kind because I'm going to give you more kindness. What? He's, he's giving to us according to our ability. And when we are faithful with the ability we have, our, we gain ability. And then you can be faithful with that ability. And then you can be faithful with that ability. Pretty soon you're going to have great ability. So how many know that this guy that had one, if he'd have just been faithful with it, he'd have got more. Right? But no. What happened to the guy that had one? He made up a story. People say, well, that, you know, that guy was mean. It doesn't say anything about that guy being hard and mean until he said it. The first mention of this man being hard and mean was from this man. Why didn't the one with five and two know that? Should not have the one with five? He said, well, man, this guy's mean. I better get out there and do something with it. Or, No! You didn't hear any mention of this man being mean or hard. Or sowing where, or reaping where he didn't sow, or sowing where he isn't supposed to, whatever all that is. Strong. Whoever used the word strong. Are you strong today? Where do we go? I'm on the wrong page. <laughs> he that received one said, I knew you were a hard man, reaping where you've not sown, gathering where you've not strawed. What did he do? You know, that, this is what a million Christians are doing. They don't believe he's good, so their ability means nothing. If your ability is is in a God that will hurt you, it means nothing. If you believe bad of God, what good ability could you have in you? <laughs> right? You got Christians. Well, you know what? I've been sick for years, and it's just God's plan for me. I, I, you know, that's what God does. You know, I probably got out of His will. And if God's that way, what kind of ability do you have? The ability to be that way? Because you got His ability. And if you believe He's that way, you're going to dig a hole too. And you're going to hide it. Because you serve a mean and hard God. And He may hurt you, and He may not. And He may heal you, or He may not. It just depends on how He feels, which side of the bed He woke up on this morning. Boy, I sure hope God woke up on the right side of the bed this morning, because I need a healing. It don't matter what side of the bed. He don't sleep. 
And guess what? If he did, every side he got out on would be the right side. He'd get up ready to heal, ready to have mercy. He is always good and kind. And if you believe that, you'll do the five, you'll do the two. If you do not, you'll be the one. And you'll never make the difference that He meant for you to make. He gave you His ability. And then He said, take it and go. And this man says, ooh, he's mean and hard. He's mean and hard. So how important could that ability be? We've got enough mean and hard people on earth. I don't need to make more ability there. Truly, if this is what he believed, he did the right thing. It's not what he believed. <laughs> it's true. He said, he said, I went and buried it in the earth. Hid your talent in the earth. There was... There has then he gave it back to him. So he gave him back the talent. Why? It was unused. It was dirty. It was worthless, but it was unused. Why was it worthless? Because it was unused. Unused ability is worthless. It doesn't have doesn't matter how much word you have in you, if you have no love to use it with, it has no value. I don't care if you know every passage in the Bible and can quote it off the top of your head. It means nothing until you add God's goodness, kindness, love to it. It means nothing. It is not ability until it's used with the things of God and for the things of God. Amen? He said, he said the Lord answered and said, you wicked and sloth. You know, if God says that about you, you know, you want to get back to somehow faithful and good. Because God says, wicked and slothful. So not only are you evil and twisted, you're twisted, but now you move like this. So you can't do anything anyway. You're lazy. And you don't, why? Because you are looking at things completely wrong. You have not counted God faithful, therefore you'll never be faithful. God is faithful. And because He's faithful... He's given you ability, and when you add faithful to it, you become like Him. Right? What did Jesus do? He took the compassion of God, right? Added it to the ability God put in Him, grace, and He went and healed them all. Why? Because He took God's unfailing qualities and added His faithfulness to God's faithfulness and changed people's lives. Glory to God. That's what he's asking us to do. He said, he said to him, he said, you wicked and slothful. <laughs> slothful. <laughs> you guys seen sloths? You don't want to be called a sloth. Right? That's not good. If you had somebody working for you that moved like a sloth, you would fire them. You'd say, can you put this in the basket? And they go, yes, sir. And I can tell you what Dave's flesh would be doing right now. He'd say, give me that. <laughs> and then I'd have to repent and love him. <clears throat> you don't want a sloth working for you. He said, he said, you knew how I was? And he said, if you knew how I was, you ought at least, in verse 27, have put it to the money exchangers. Then at my coming, at least I would have received interest. In other words, you didn't even care enough about what I gave you to do anything with it. 
because you thought so badly of me. When people think bad of God, they take away not only their ability, but His ability in them. You, 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 you hold His ability powerless. It doesn't mean you don't have it. It means you take away the power of it. When you're saved by grace, you receive the ability of God in you. Amen. And if you never find out how good He is, if you never hear about His love, if you never hear about His love through you, you'll never use that ability. It's, it wasn't put there so you could get your new car and your house. And you, No, you would have all those things if you'd use that ability right. We would. <laughs> and when we gain that ability, if we believe bad things of Him, why do you think the devil spent so much time trying to get us... You know, he doesn't have to get people that don't know God not to believe in him. He gets us not to believe in him. What's he get us to believe? That he might hurt you, that he's unpredictable. God is not unpredictable. God is the most predictable in in all the universe. He is always going to do good, and he's always going to love. He's predictable. You know, even Jonah, as mad as he was, knew how predictable he was. He said, I knew it. I, you only brought me down here and you're kind and gracious and compassionate and you were going to save them all along. <laughs> Even Jonah got mad and told God how predictable he was. He's predictable. If you think something is getting ready to happen to you from God, get ready because it's going to be good. Don't cover your head. Open your arms. You got too many people going, and God's saying, I can't get it to you like that. Go like this. You got the one, the guy had one, he was going like this. The guy that had five, they were going like this. Glory. He said, when he finally said, he said, take that away from him. Get it out of his hands. He doesn't know the value of it. Give it to the one that knows the most value of it. And what did he give it to? The one that had the most. Why? People say, well, the poor get poor, the rich get richer. <laughs> no, the faithful get more faithful. And they get more ability. Why? Because they don't use it up on themselves. They don't sit back and watch and see what will happen. They go out. And they become the hands and feet of God wherever they can be. They don't wait for somebody to sit and listen to them preach for an hour. They smile at them as they pass by them on a bench. Amen? They don't, they don't, they don't wait till they know enough about God to tell somebody that He loves them. They just tell them because they know. It's in here. And somebody says, how do you know? Because my heart tells me He does. Amen? That's what people that know the value of the ability is. That's the faithful people. They'll go out and they'll make a difference every day of their life. I want to be someone who makes a difference every day of my life. Every day we're given ability. Every day. No, we don't all use it every day. That's why His mercy's new. (laughs) Why? Because you didn't use your ability. I'm going to give you some mercy. Use it today. I want to use it. When I, when I walk out of the grocery store and the person in front of me didn't have the money to buy their groceries, I don't want to be the one that sat back and said, oh, it's too bad. I want to be the one that reached in their pocket and said, here. 
Amen? I want to be the person that loves somebody, that, that is everlastingly kind. What's that mean? It's always on your mind. God is always thinking of ways to be gooder. Do you know that? Every, <laughs> as good as He is, he, He's always thinking about being good to you. And He wants you to think about being good to others. Because when you know, you know why He wants you to think about that? Because He can be good to you the more good you are to others. He just likes being good. Amen? He's faithful, therefore we can be faithful. Colossians 1, and we'll close. God's good, isn't He? Isn't it good to know that we can read that verse and we can say, He is faithful. And my faithfulness is based in His faithfulness. Amen? The reason I can remain in faith forever is because I serve a faithful God who never quits, who never quits believing in us. Do you know it doesn't matter how bad you reacted the day before, He'll give you another chance tomorrow? He will. If you go to Him and say, God, oh, I messed that up today. He'll say, good news, baby. I'm going to let you do it again tomorrow. And your flesh is saying, I didn't like this test today. Do I have to do it again tomorrow? Could I have a practice test? (laughs) No, we're going to be like a 16-year-old going to get their license. If we fail that one day, we're going to go, can I go back tomorrow? Can I go back tomorrow? I'll study tonight. I'm going to go back tomorrow. I've got to get my driver's license. I've got to get away from you. (laughs) Right? Man, Ramsey had us call in other counties. She, oh, she might not like it that I told her she, she failed her first time. <laughs> you know what her problem was? She was too confident. <laughs> if you can be too confident, she was. Anyway, she failed. She said, well, are they giving the test in Nixa? Are they giving it in Rogersville? Where, where can we go tomorrow and get it? Why? She wanted it. Faithful people don't want to be on the bench. Faithful people, it doesn't. God says, okay, go do something. And you go out there and He says, okay, you're, you're done. And you go back. And you don't go back and sit in your recliner and, and wheel back. Man, you sit on the edge. And you're like, okay, what's next, God? What's next? Faithful people want in the game. Faithful people know what's in them and they're ready to give it at any time. They know and have reason. And they'll give you reason for the hope that's in them. At any drop of the hat. Just give me opportunity. I'll tell you how good he is. And that's what we need. Christians that know how good he is. You can find a thousand people holding up their repent or go to hell signs. Ain't nobody stopping to talk to them. Have you been tempted to? Oh, wow. I'm going to hell. Thank you for telling me that. That's what I needed this morning. I spilled coffee on my shirt. I'm late for work. I'm about to lose my job. My house is in foreclosure. And you're telling me I'm going to hell. What kind of gospel is that? (laughs) That ain't the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's good news. And then you can say, then you can go up to him and give him good news. And they can say, thank you. All I've had is bad things this morning. And finally somebody comes to me and all they did was say, I love you and God loves you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know who that is? Faithful person. 
Faithful person. Colossians 1 verse 2 says, To the saints and faithful brethren. How many want to be a faithful brethren? I don't know what a brethren is, but... Yeah, <laughs> brethren. A faithful brother. A faithful family member. Amen? Who, who wants to be that? You know, that's the person that gets the calls in the middle of the night. So your, your flesh ain't going to like it all the time. <laughs> How many know, if you're faithful... People will call you. Why? Because you're faithful. They know they're going to get what they need. They may not like it even, but they know they're going to get what they need. Right? Faithful. I want to be a faithful brother. He said to Christ and the faithful and faithful brothers in in Christ, which are in Colossus, grace and grace unto you and peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying for. You always, praying always for you. Why are they praying for him? Because of what he just said, you're faithful. You don't, you don't want to pray for somebody that's unfaithful, except unless you're praying that they'll be faithful. But they're praying because they're faithful. Right? Because faithful people, you want them to increase. You want them to have ability, and you want them to go. And you're praying for them. How do I know? Look at the next verse. It says, Since we heard of your faith in Jesus Christ... That's why we're praying for you. And the love which you have for all the saints. They heard about their faith and their love. What are they saying? You're a faithful brother. And because of your faith and love, I want you everywhere. I want you everywhere you can be. I want you doing everything you can do. You have faith and you have love. You'll help people everywhere you go. Right? I want somebody praying that prayer for me. I don't want the other prayer. The prayer that says... Lord, help him. He is unfaithful. He's a, he's a, he's a sloth. You need to help that sloth. You know, and, and you know what? We need prayers like that every now and then. I'm thank God that my mom probably prayed a few of those for me. <laughs> yeah. Help, help, Dave. He he's been unfaithful. Lord, help him. Forgive him. Have mercy on him. And and, and thank God that we're here as faithful brethren to pray for them. Amen. Amen. Or as unfaithful brethren to be prayed for. <laughs> right? But he said, because you're a faithful brethren, and how do I identify you as faithful? Your, your faith in Jesus Christ identifies you first and foremost as faithful, and your love. Those are the two things that... Why? Because out of this love flows every characteristic of God. The reason His love is unfailing and the reason everything else in Him is unfailing is because the love is unfailing. Nothing else will ever fail because His love will never fail. There will never be a time where that love fails. There will never be a time where God's not patient and kind. People say, well, I know when He wasn't patient and kind. No, you don't. If you did, we'd all be saying this from somewhere else because the world would have exploded. He is unchanging and He's always faithful and He's always love and He's always patient and kind. And because He is, these are the identifying factors of His children. What are you? I'm a child. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a flower child. I'm a child of love. Not the fake ones that they came out with a long time ago that I was one of. <laughs> love child. <laughs> yeah. Now I truly am a love child. I am a child of love. Amen? 
And because I'm a child of love, I have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I love others. And He loves people through me, and I'm faithful to Him. Hallelujah. How many would volunteer for that team? Yeah, y'all are already on it. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Glory. You guys stay on the edge of your seat. I've watched you. All you do is walk around loving people and allowing God to love people through you. And it's so nice to see. But God could take us to higher levels. Once we get our, once we get our five talents, let's go out and get another five. Amen? In other words, do you think when God said, give him yours, or he said, I'm going to give you other, he said, because you've been faithful over this, I'm going to give you more. Did you think he said, oh, no, <laughs> no thanks, God, five. Five's all I need. No, he didn't say no thanks. He took it. Why? Faithful people do. They want more. They want more. We want everything that God has to do in us and through us every day of our life. We want more. Tell God, say, God, I want more. And you don't have to be afraid. He's a good God. More is good. Hallelujah.